Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD parenting, is about being present. With us tonight in our virtual studio is Christine Robinson. We're going to get into the show in a minute, but real quickly, uh, our program is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, in celebration of that, we're going to air a tip here in a second, but uh, we're trying to get the word out about Attention Magazine. You used to only be able to get it to your CAD number. Now you can get it uh, standalone. Uh, so if you want to sample it, all you need to do is listen to our show uh, and one other show uh, and listen for our secret word. Uh, once you have the, those two words, just email me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com. We'll see, send you a PDF copy of the most current uh, uh, version of uh, Attention Magazine and a copy of the next one as it's printed. Uh, again, two secret words to attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Um, we do have a tip that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the meat of our show. Are you looking for a magazine that's rich in practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies for managing ADHD? We've got you covered. Chad's award-winning Attention Magazine will keep you informed and up-to-date on ADHD. Whether you read the print or digital version, Attention Magazine will definitely hold your attention. To start your subscription today, visit chad.org. Everyone, uh, I'd like to thank again Chad for their continued support. Uh, for those that don't know, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. They are the ones that are uh, representing us on Capitol Hill and in different regulatory agencies. Just you know, when a bill is passed or something that goes to regulatory, there's there's a in concept. A lot of times, we need to work with the regulatory agencies to work on definitions to make sure that. Uh, definitions are put in there with regard to ADHD so that we get accommodations and our share at the table. It might sound like that's a given, but it's actually not. Uh, we, we encourage people to become CHAD members to uh, support that organization because a strong CHAD is a strong ADHD community. You can learn more about the member benefits and uh, the different memberships uh, by going to chaed.org. And again, we continue we encourage you to do that. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk about tonight's show. Uh, we're here with uh, Christine Robinson, uh, who is a certified ADHD coach and an educational consultant certified by the Federation of Children with Special Needs in Boston. Uh, she spent over 12,000 hours coaching children, teens, adults. She received her bachelor's degree in psychology from Clark University and her master's in education from Fitchburg State University, graduating cum laude, uh, as well as having a practice private practice in Nashville, Tennessee. She's also associated with the Hollowell Center in New York City. Uh, she has her own training program uh, for those uh, who would like to add ADD coaching to their existing practice or to start their own ADHD coaching business. And without that, Kristen, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Great to be back. Thank you. Oh, real quickly, everybody, I forgot. To learn more about her, go to her website, addactioncoach.com. So, uh, I want to make sure that I kind of get in there. So this is an interesting topic tonight, parents about being present. Um, last time you and I were talking, you brought this kind of notion up about parents needing to be present. Can you just talk about, like, what this is all about? We can talk about 
you know, what it is to be president, the issues with not being president, et cetera. Just give us kind of a high-level overview of what we're, uh, we're going to cover tonight. Sure. Um, well, we're all on our cell phones a lot, and, and I've had some clients, especially in the past year, come to me, young, younger moms and dads with small children, having trouble keeping their smartphone at bay. And they are cognizant that they are taking time away from their toddlers or even, you know, younger elementary school children. So they've come to me asking, you know, what strategies, <clears throat> excuse me, I can, I can take to, you know, make this better so I can feel more present with, with my children. So, so danger to being on cell phones and being kind of distracted, like we're starting research is showing that, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's making kids feel, you know, angry, lonely. It's impacting their self-esteem. And, and there has been a decent amount of research, Jeff, done on this. Uh, and it's, it's definitely indicating that. So I'm just, we like to pay attention on this show, paying attention to attention. And if a parent is on those devices, um, it's taken away attention from the kids and they're getting upset, they're fighting back, there's more I mean, I, I don't want to put words in up, but they're they're more upset, they're more lonely, they're more angry, they're more mad, they're more sad in that process because they're not getting that natural attention. Is that is that an accurate summation? Uh, definitely, and the research is also indicating that not only is being on your smartphone increasing your own anxiety, but of course that that then that anxiety is going, you know, and, and their children are feeling anxious because the parents aren't paying attention to them. So I was going to mention a study that I had read a couple of years ago, and I, I'm still trying to find it, but I know it's out there. There was a study in a lab done of a mom with a small uh, child, like three or four. They put her in a lab situation with, um, you know, he had uh, age-appropriate toys, trains and cars and things that he was playing with. And they tracked the number of times that he looked at his mom for acknowledgement, not even to play with her, but just looked at his mom. And it was a very high number. I, I want to say it was between 80 and 100 times in an hour. So then they brought them back, you know, in a couple of weeks later. And then she was on her cell phone. Or a book. It, it was just, you know, she was distracted. And he kept on looking at her, but of course she wasn't looking back. And his behavior got worse. He started throwing things. He started throwing trains or toys around the room and having a tantrum eventually. So you can just see in a lab setting, you know, the behavior that was created by her not paying attention to him. Wow. You know, it's interesting. It, I've coached a lot of people, and I talk about we're social beings, and we all have a need for attention at some level. And I think there was a book years ago, I remember, I never read it, but it was called I'm Okay, You're Okay, and they talked about there's positive attention, there's negative attention, there's no attention. And the fact that you know, solitary confinement is bad, but negative attention is, is not necessarily good, but negative attention because it's better than no attention at all. And if the behavior starts to get disruptive, it's almost like a, a you know, in one sense, it, it could be looked at as attention-seeking behavior. Is that, what are your thoughts on that? Is that, does that make some sense to you, or do you think I'm missing something here? Oh, no, Jeff, absolutely. It makes perfect sense, because what they're finding over time, that the, it's actually impacting their brain development and appropriate emotional responses 
in social situations. Now, you and I have definitely been at restaurants where you see an entire family on their devices. And I've seen children as young as, you know, in a restaurant with their parents on devices and no one is communicating. And, you know, if you do that often enough, that child, whether they're 12 months or three years or seven years, they're going to think that's completely normal. And my concern in, in what we both do, how, how do you break that cycle? How do you break that pattern when a child yeah, is learning that from a very young age? Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of being modeled um, by the parents, which is even make it, I mean, when it's, when it's modeled by a parent in that situation, it makes it even more difficult to break. I mean, that makes sense? I mean, it seems logical, yeah. right? Yes, and, and yeah. also, um, you know, in many of the studies that have been done with, you know, even uh, older children, you know, say older elementary or into their teens, over half, and this comes out of psychology today, over half of the children in the study said their parents spend too much time on their phones. Wow. So that's a, that's a pretty significant wow. number. <laughs> yep. It really is. It really is. I tell you what, I want to go to break uh, a little bit earlier than normal because we come back, I want to talk about the impact of this on self-regulation for parents and the kids, and I also want to talk about some things with regard to boredom. Uh, we're going to go to break. Everyone, uh, to learn more about Christine, go to her website at addactioncoach.com. Again, addactioncoach.com. Our secret word tonight is being. That's uh, B-E-I-N-G. Again, our secret word is being. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Christine Robinson talking about uh, parenting. It's about being present, and it's so interesting to me over the on, 
during the break, I was thinking about this a little bit, and uh, really we're we're back into self-regulation front and central, which is uh, really ADHD is really not a deficit of attention; it is a self-regulation issue. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the impact of, on kids of parents being distracted on the cell phone, and you know, at the end of the day, I think what we're doing, Christine, is we're talking about the parents need to self-regulate and put some of these phones down. And I know we've done another show on boredom, <clears throat> and it was fascinating to me. Uh, on boredom is there was a few things that was that notion that uh, you actually can be bored to death is actually true. People that are bored have a, a shorter life expectancy. But one of the things that I remember in this show in my research in boredom is the more um, the more uh, the less short-term boredom, the more people are constantly stimulated. It leads to long-term boredom. And the correlation between long-term boredom and depression is relatively significant. And how does that relate back to our world today? Uh, I know that I used to drive in a car on vacation with my parents, maybe three, four hours to my grandmother in the car. It was, stop touching me, because my brother and I were fighting with each other because we were bored most of the time. And now <laughs> I know my own kids, I've driven up and down 12-hour drives up and down the eastern and everybody's on their, their device. Uh, constantly yeah. entertained as a parent is it's great because everybody's relatively quiet and makes for a fun drive but at the same time nobody's bored anymore and the, the research is suggesting that this constant stimulation at some point in time you just get over it I literally coached a guy that was he was on crystal meth for a period of time, and he said he did so much of it. He, he said, he, I should have died a couple of times, but he actually got bored with it. Like, at some point in time, he was able to survive and let it go because it was no longer stimulating him. The point really is, is that right. when we get on these things, we're mild with our kids. Not only is it not good for the kids and the parents, but this is leading to this long-term boredom because at some point in time, it just gets old and the depression sets in. And we come back here that this is really about modeling for the kids. And this is a real difficult thing because it's real easy to go to those cell phones to occupy yourself and or kids. Or even the 12-month-old when we're sitting in a restaurant, this is this is a recipe for long-term disaster. I mean, am I, am I catastrophizing uh, oh, this too much? No. Oh, no, no. You're, there, this is no exaggeration. I, I want to be very clear on that. What this is doing is impacting communication between human beings. If I'm not speaking to my child, they're only getting what they know and how they interact is with a device. And that back and forth communication, that knowledge base that a parent can share with their child, whether it's, you know, learning how to, to bake, you know, when they're five years old and bring them in the kitchen to make, you know, chocolate chip cookies or, you know, to go out in nature and learn about trees or animals, plants, we're missing all of that. And that's what really concerns me because these kids are going to get bored. And that's why we're seeing high rates of depression and anxiety in children as young as, what, eight or nine, I just recently read in a study. Oh, wow. So at the end of the day, it's interesting to me is that, that with these digital things, we are interacting through these digital means. And, I, you know, I've read books, only 30% of communication are the actual words, so much more of its body language and inflection. And it's funny, I know I was teaching my older son when he was going through high school, just about body language. It's like when you're, when you're with a girl and you think she's interested and you want to kiss her for the first time, you go up, you, you basically kind of get closer and you look at her eyes, you look at her lips, you look at her eyes, look at her lips. And if she just sits there and <laughs> stares at you, don't. But if she's calling the same thing, it's an inviting uh, communication that it's okay to go in and kiss her. I mean, it's stupid, but these are like 
things that you pick up on with human interaction. I know it's kind of a wacky for this conversation. It's <laughs> lost without that human interaction. And it's really important for the parents, which is what this is about, to be present for their kids, to actually stop and pay attention to them and listen to them. Sometimes even as boring as it is, because I remember the twos, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm like, oh, my God, look at you walk. That's great. Right. For the, for the first two <laughs> seconds, it was wonderful. But, you know, for the 50th time, for the 50th minute, I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. But this stuff is really, really important. I mean, it's really important, right? It's, it's so important that I don't even think we can even put it into words, honestly. I mean, my children are older now. They're 19 and 21. You know, I missed all of this. I, I missed this challenge that young parents are facing now. But – you know, I, I, we have to set boundaries on usage, and it has to be a very conscious decision on how parents are going to conduct themselves in their homes. And, you know, I've had, I've had parents, you know, not tell me the entire truth about what really goes on in the home. You know, I, I've coached people, and I'm sure this has happened with you, Jeff, as well, where parents tell me, oh, you know, we have all these strict, uh, you know, rules around, cell, you know, smartphone usage or laptop usage. And then I meet with the, the child who might be, you know, 12 or 13, and he's like, oh, we all sit around the dinner table just on our devices. Yep. So yep. It, it's all really, it, it's parents being honest with themselves and, and how they're impacting themselves and their kids. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Moving into what do we do about this, there's two sides of this I want to talk about. One is the kid side and one is the parent side. I want to come back to the parent side after the break. But, you know, Christine, we did a show, uh, a three-part series on ADHD and screen addiction with uh, Dr. Clifford Sussman. And the first um, part was just a biology of dopamine and, and addictive behavior. The second one is we, we analyzed the game Candy Crush and talked, broke it down into all the components and kind of talked about how it was very addictive. Uh, for kids, and then the last uh, one we talked about treatment. Like, what what you know, what are you doing with kids? And and the thing that's interesting to me that I learned, and that real quickly, is that dopamine is released in the brain. What happens is when it's released, uh, the brain can only take so much of it. So what happens is receptors become numb. They, they kind of shut down a little bit, so that when you're releasing the dopamine, not as much of it has an impact. And so you have to have more dopamine, and the receptors decrease. And that goes on, and, and dopamine is the reward neurotransmitter. It's the feel-good. It's the big issue of ADHD. And so as you get on these mm-hmm. devices and you get – this dopamine fix, what happens is the dopamine is, real, is high and then the receptors are low. And when you take the device away, two things happen. One is the brain is used to getting that dopamine and it's no longer get it. So it's, it was pleasurable. Now it's uncomfortable. And as a result, right. kids get cranky. They get upset. And cortisol actually, I believe, increases too. So when you first take the phone away, there's a lot of agitation that you should expect, and it's going to come at you. And literally, it takes a day or two for all that stuff to kind of dissipate. So if you're like, hey, this really makes a lot of sense, and you're going to do some of this, I want to warn parents is that you're going to get hit and hit hard because they're used to this stuff if you're pulling them off and yourself for that matter, you're going to get kind of cranky because you're used to that. There's an addictiveness to some of this stuff. Know it, expect it, and manage it. Um, and we'll talk about when we come back from the break, actually how you be present as an adult. But understand that the biology of this stuff is it's, it's difficult, and you need to be aware and get, get through that. So, Christine, you want to, your thoughts on that or anything you want to add? Oh, and I've had families do this. I, for many families, it's going to take about two to four weeks to really adjust until they find other things 
and, and, you know, start talking and communicating and going out in nature and doing, you know, just other things other than being on a device. So it's not easy yeah, and, uh, for the, sure. Yeah. And the other thing too is for those out there, there's a subset of parents out there that are in divorce situations. You've got these kids, you can only control what goes on your house. You can't control what goes on the other house. And I just want to acknowledge that it's particularly complicated because if you're not, if you have a, that type of family dynamic, it, it gets kind of difficult. Uh, it's still be vigilant, focus in on that stuff. But again, that's a reality and a challenge that's out there. Would you agree, Christine? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to break. Our secret word is being again, B E I N G. And, uh, She's website is ADHDactioncoach.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation about parenting and the need to be present uh, for the sake of your kids and for the, really the sake of yourself. And so ADHD is really very much an issue of uh, self-regulation, the ability to pause and direct an action back on yourself to change your behavior, to change the future. It's really a future-directed act. And what we're talking about is parents being present, and it requires some self-regulation to put these devices down and pay attention to, to your kids, um, particularly when that device might be kind of exciting. And uh, whether you have ADHD as a parent or not, we're really talking about an ADHD type thing. This is about self-regulation. It's not the easiest thing to do um, to move forward. So, Christine, you want to talk about this from your perspective, um, and we'll just kind of hash through this, like, what it is, and we'll talk about some mindset things to help parents actually be present with their parents. Yeah, I, I really think parents have to have a strategy to do this effectively. Obviously, we all can't just throw away our devices. You know, we're using them for work. You know, if we work from home or if we have a corporate job, you know, you have to check your email or be on your phone for texts at night. But it's also a conscious decision when we pick up that device. 
And so, you know, I think entirely eliminating devices during any kind of meal time, whether it's home or at a restaurant, is key. Uh, would you agree with that, Jeff? That that could Absolutely. be a, a first step. You know, that could be a first step for many families and, you know, have that obviously for the children as well as the parents. And then, you know, gradually bring the usage down. I don't think a lot of families can go, you know, really cold turkey, so to speak, on this. It has to be a very conscious decision. And especially if the children are older elementary, you know, junior high, high school, it has to be a family discussion. Everyone needs to buy in on this and there has to be rules set. But I think also very key, parents need to be parents again. I see this a lot of, a lot in my practice where parents are trying to be their children's friends. And, you know, we can be that as they get older, but, you know, when they're 10 years old, you are the parent and you're setting the rules. And I, and I feel like a lot of parents need to get that control back. That's profound. Um, you need to be parents again. You need to be not an easy thing, but you got to implement this stuff or it doesn't work, Right. Right. I mean, if it takes, you know, turning off the Wi-Fi in the house at 7 o'clock at night, then that's what we're going to do. And you say it matter-of-factly, and you mean it, and you don't go back on that decision. And if you do that for seven days, you know, and you just keep on doing it, and you don't retract, it it can get better, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we take the, the devices away, let's say dinner time. There was one thing that I learned in coach training. You got to be present with your presence and the client's presence. And it's presence, presence, presence. So you have to stop and think about this. You've got to be there, physically there and mentally there with your attention, totally focused over on their attention and really be in the moment. Mm-hmm. This, this level of, of being with somebody and, and, and being present with them, is, it can be really pretty intense. And we can say, oh, yeah, I'm there. The cell phones or stuff are put away. We're at the table. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're really, really present and really listening and getting kind of what your, your kids are talking about or what they're saying or really noticing. you want to speak to that for a little bit from your perspective? Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you may have been with a friend or colleague at lunch or dinner and they're taking phone calls or texting, you know, as adults, how does that make us feel? I don't think that would make you feel very good. Right. Uh So imagine now you're 12 or 13 and your mom or dad is doing that to you. So, so really you have to put, yourself in their place and it's you know they're going through you know the beginning teen years you want to be present I mean you want to be present for all ages you know obviously of your children but that's a critical time and when parents really need to be in tune because you're setting up you know really the teen years at that point and the trajectory of these children yeah, and it, 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 it's really, really important. And that notion of sitting down and they're like, you know, tell me about your day and then what and then what and then what and, and, and asking questions to them 
and letting them kind of go on and paying attention to their story and mirroring back their story. Uh, I know in coaching a lot of times we'll we'll repeat words right back to somebody that they just said for a couple reasons. One is it gives them the opportunity to change their mind or correct it, but number two is people feel heard when you do that. Or what we'll do is we'll listen to them and say the same thing and reframe it back and make sure that they feel like, you know, that we're attuned to them and really trying to follow, follow along in detail as if it's almost a story to make sure that they feel like, not only that we're listening to them, but we're being heard at that message, and we're really paying attention, and we're ingrained in the story. And I think sometimes this is difficult for parents. It was for me when my kids were three and four, um, and they were kind of going on about just some little thing, particularly like Teletubbies. I don't even really know what it was. I couldn't even follow along. (laughs) But just to make sure that my kids felt heard is not an easy thing to do, and it does require a certain amount of effort and regulation on the parents' part. I'm going to speak of that for a second. Absolutely. Well, parenting is work. You know, I I say to many parents, you know, especially with the younger ages, you know, you are kind of their servant in many ways. You know, you're you're taking them to baseball or soccer and, you know, you're kind of at the beck and call and you kind of have to accept that, you know, because they're so little. Um, But I think, you know, the opportunity in the car, especially for communication, and especially with boys, because sometimes boys, when they're telling you things, um, they don't want to make eye contact with their mom or dad. So we're we're missing that opportunity to, to connect at key times. And I feel like the car communication is now being lost because kids are on, you know, their iPads or their cell phones. Yep. Absolutely. You know, there's many, many, many losses of time that I'm seeing. Absolutely. So in the bigger picture, the purpose of this show was really to bring parents' awareness to being present with your kid. We've talked about taking the phones away at dinner time as a place to start, but also uh, when your kids are playing and you're in the room, you want to make that eye contact. It's not just about putting the cell phones away, but it's really about paying attention to them and being noticed and reassuring them um, so that they feel uh, they feel accepted, they feel acknowledged, they're learning that process. And it's really that presence of mind being there is really, really important. So, again, it's not just putting your devices away and the distractions away, but actually sitting there in the moment watching your kids and maybe not necessarily interacting with them, like on the floor, but actually make sure that they know that they're watching you. At the end of the day, that's the trick. That we're really focused on. Um, would you agree? I, I can't. I can't agree more. And, and you know, to all the young parents out there, it goes by quickly. Even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, it does. And you really want to be there for those moments because you'll never get them back. I mean, I know that sounds very cliche-ish, but it is so true. Um, you're you're your totally right. So. Yeah, it's your opportunity uh, anything, to, to, to really try. Absolutely. I think we've covered it, Jeff. I, I, it's just so, so important, and I can't, you know, impress that enough. Yeah, and I want to I I make a statement. I've said this in other shows. It's easy for us to talk about this. It's really a piece of cake. The theory is really there. I don't want to minimize. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to execute. I'm a parent. I'm talking about this. I've got to do the same thing. Sometimes I do it right. Sometimes I do it wrong. Um, and I'm sharing that with you because mm-hmm. I don't want you to think this is all a piece of cake. It does take some effort. Oh. It does take some work. It does take some self-regulation. But what we hope is that we brought you back to um, understanding the situation, understanding the impact, understanding that to be present 
and their presence with your presence is a is, a, is an act to give you a target in order to uh, kind of make some change. So with that, yep, Christine, and, and thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Learn more about Christine at ADHD Action. Excuse me, ADDActionCoach.com. Our secret tw- word tonight is being. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. 